Hunched over a computer in a darkened room, surrounded by old food cartons, contents covered in mould, the figure, unwashed and wearing clothes that had not been changed in days, picks away at the keyboard with fingers caked in dirt. Social media, multiple message boards, windows opening and closing rapidly as attention swaps from one argument to another until the figure grows bored with the eventual lack of engagement and closes the machine. That's what most people think of when the phrase keyboard warrior is used. But what if they had gone way beyond that cliche, that they had become an online hitman, specialising in arranging school evacuations and becoming more notorious with each escapade, until someone is killed over an online argument about a bet of $1.50. This is the death of Andrew Finch, and this is Murder Me on Monday. Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Murder Me Monday podcast. I am Cameron, and joined with me, his mother. Hello. You basically, I don't, I don't think you described a keyboard warrior. I think you just described like a giga virgin neckbeard <laughs> that lives in a cave. <laughs> yeah. Because a, a keyboard warrior is someone that's like, oh bro, I'll fuck you up. And then, and then when it actually comes to it, they're like, oh no, don't hit me. But you definitely described it one notch above the keyboard warrior. That's like a, a little I troll know, boy. but when, you, when I start researching for a case... I can't really, I can research, but then I, I can't figure how to write it until I've got the opener in my head. And I thought, how can I craft this one? And I, again, I wanted to do it tongue in cheek a bit, a little bit. But yeah, that's that's what I did this week. So this week's episode was suggested by one of our listeners after they'd listened to episode 24 when we talked about the stalking of content creators. And I think this is fairly relevant. So thank you for that one. I had a friend tell me that when he listened to the podcast, that, that was the first time he'd heard that uh, gavin himself had been swatted so I, I, it was ah. s- slightly educational yeah. i mean I, I barely remember what happened i don't remember what happened in the last podcast i don't i don't remember what happened in that one but i he learned something good i guess that's all good yeah so with this week we're talking about the phenomenon of swatting and I think most people would recognise the term related to specialist police units in the USA. And it actually means special weapons and tactics. And I always think of them as so specialised, it's almost military in my head. And that's because I do rather like the TV show, but mainly because I can then perv on Shamar Moore. But that's a whole I other... I don't think it's as specialised as, as the TV or... I know, it's, it's, it's good TV, but that's where you think. It never ra- goes well. It's They cut the water off, they cut the air off, and then they say, all right give us a hostage and then and then we'll give you a biscuit that's basically what happens well yeah you're not wrong and i didn't realize till i actually why are police so hyper competent in television shows and then in real life you hear them shooting their own foot off when they try to draw the gun on someone at a traffic stop come on it was something i spotted in a news article this week um something like 400 people a year are killed on traffic stops in the usa and there's no reasoning behind it. It's it's absolutely horrific. But what I didn't realise till I researched this case was that it's not always a specialist SWAT team that's actually called in. It's an emergency response team sent out as a, a request to a perceived emergency. So they're not necessarily trained in any way, shape I, or form. No, they're not because they they don't know if it is in need of SWAT. Yeah. So they, they go in and the assumption is... It's a hostage situation. Someone's got guns, violence, or terrorist threats. So people they go and check it, and you've just got a random police officer is going into a place that's like they've definitely got bombs and drugs. Yeah. So it's going to be scary. So they're already on eleven, and then people get mag dumped. Yeah. I brought it up before because that's what happens. Well, this Th- is what that's definitely... literally police protocol. They don't shoot to maim; they shoot to kill. So as soon as they draw the gun and they're going to shoot you, they're going to mag dump you. By mag by mag dump, I mean empty the gun. Yeah. That's what they do. That's what they tra- that's what they are trained to do, but they are not trained in situations where they should be trained. We we have discussed this off um, air where we think these sort of situations should be dealt with differently. But hoax calls have been a thing since the early nineteen seventies, bomb threats and the like. But as technology becomes more sophisticated, so does the means of calling in these hoaxes. And the term swatting itself was coined. It's believed around two thousand and eight by the FBI. And these hoax calls got gradually more and more complex. Now, the problem for the USA is although genuine 911 emergency calls go to a regional centre, spoofing or the text-to-speech, voice over IP and various other methods are used to mask the origins of the call. So the police think it's genuine and it could be from some nerd in a basement a thousand miles or even countries away. Why is that a stereotypical thing, a nerd in a basement? Most nerds now have an office or a studio, much like myself. (laughs) It isn't isn't like little mum's basement. And those mum's basements are full of thousands of pounds worth of kit 
And I think since the invention of, I, th- I, th- I think it's Google Voice. Yes. Which is, which is like, I mean, it, it might just be a thing you can sign up with Google, but it allows you to have a, a, a phone number, a completely separate phone number tied to your actual phone. So if you need to sign up for anything online, you can just use a Google Voice phone number. And it's not that hard to spoof phone numbers now. So you, you can just spoof your location. Yeah, and that's this. this Pro- is probably through a VPN and then Google Voice. You can make yourself seem like you're in Norway or something and you're ringing someone up in like Dubai. I don't, I don't think it matters. This is exactly what happens in this case. So let's start with our victim, Andrew Finch. He was known as Andy. He was a large chap, over 300 pounds, and presumably looked rather intimidating as being he's, he's tall. This could be a factor in what actually happened, I think. So he didn't do that well at school. He could have gone on to train in a trade, but he wasn't keen and he preferred manual short-term jobs, but he became a father at 20 and his piecemeal jobs weren't paying enough to make ends meet. So he starts dealing meth in his hometown of Wichita, Kansas. As per usual, that didn't end well. Um, There was a short police chase, a mention of an unregistered gun and he served a year in jail. And upon getting out, he became a father again with his on and off again girlfriend. He decides to turn his life around and in 2016 and he he wants to help look after his own two children who live with their mother and his niece and nephew who were living with him and his mother and his mother was struggling with medical issues. His sister had died a number of years previously and the father had been deported never to be heard of again so he's got in effect four children to look after and he wants to do the right thing. So he manages to get himself a steady job and things were going okay. So much so that he and his mother decide to move in early 2017. And the house Andy loved was a Victorian-style one in a not-so-nice neighbourhood. His mother didn't like it at all, but they could afford it by taking in housemates to help with the costs. And it was five minutes away from the school that his niece and nephew went to. So, so they're prioritising the kids. They're doing well. They're doing yep. the, the old American dream. Yeah, they're doing the best they can. So they move to 1033 West McCormick Street, Wichita, in May... Sorry, March of 2017. Okay, I know it isn't, but this, by naming it so specifically, it sounds slightly doxy, but it's not. Because it's, it's all online, it's public knowledge at this point. But it's, it's when you say, yeah, it's a fourth one on the left with a weird bush at the front. You think, fuck, <laughs> well, Yeah, you, you go look for the pictures of this place. Especially was... considering, the, considering the context of yeah. this one. Yeah, so war was going well until the evening of the 28th of December 2017. Oh, I didn't realise it was so close to Christmas. Mm-hmm. Well, New Year, I guess. They just had Christmas. Yeah. Andy is at home with his mother, two of the three housemates and his niece. They are all upstairs. He's downstairs when he seems he hears noises outside. It's dark. As we said, it's just after Christmas. It could be anything or anyone. So he goes to the front door to see what the racket was about. What Andy and his family didn't know was that at 6.10pm, an anonymous call had been made to City Hall, giving details of an emergency. The employee tried to transfer it to 9911, but the call failed. What? 9911. Yeah, I'm getting me emergency services mixed up here. 911. But the call failed. Now, the caller, whose number showed up as a local area code, rang City Hall again at 6.15, so five minutes later. And again, the transfer to 911 failed. On the third try, the call went through and the 911 operator picked up at 6.18pm. Nobody seems to have questioned at this point why this person is constantly ringing County Hall. Why are they not ringing 911? It doesn't seem to have registered with anybody. The call reported a hostage situation. There were guns and children involved. By 6.24pm, several Wichita police officers were already at the scene and his house. But no one at Andy's house had made an emergency call. There was no hostage situation. It was all a hoax. These police officers were not members of the department's SWAT unit or anyone trained in hostage negotiation, but rather patrolmen who had been in the vicinity when the initial radio alert went out. No one informed them that the alleged hostage taker had first contacted County Hall rather than 911 an irregularity that should have suggested to someone that something wasn't quite right. So two of these officers, they're looking at the house and they're looking at the second story window and they saw what they thought was the silhouette of a person bobbing up and down. And one of them remarked, apparently, it could be someone performing CPR, which would fit in with what they'd been told about this supposed hostage situation. Also, whatever you're doing, you're perfectly allowed to bob up and down whatever 
you're in the privacy of your own home. You could you could just be doing squats. You could be you could be doing anything. You could be doing anything. Yeah, absolutely anything. But again, as what you as going back to what you said earlier, these police officers are on eleven, aren't they? From what I know about the First Amendment auditing and stuff like that, is if you've got a a vehicle that's parked at the side of the road doing nothing suspicious but otherwise just parked there that isn't otherwise usually there and someone rings up and says there's a suspicious vehicle the police go up and they'll say can I have your id and the correct response is what crime have i committed the answer is you haven't but you're doing something suspicious so they want to know who you are because you're in someone that you're not supposed to be but you haven't broken any laws so therefore you don't need to identify yourself unless you live in one of the specific um you have to there's certain states that have a mandatory identify yourself yes things yeah so if you've not committed a crime, they'll then say, well, now you're starting to hamper my investigation. Now it's obstruction of yeah. my investigation. But that's a secondary charge. Anyway, so it, it, it doesn't work. They, they, they try to leverage their power to get you to identify yourself. That doesn't happen. They say, fine, I'm going to call someone in. And someone else comes in. And now they're on 11 because the report that they've gotten is you've got an uncooperative suspect who's not telling them they're yeah. in a suspicious vehicle. Duh, duh, duh. They come in, say, they draw a gun. They'll get a dog to sniff it. They say, I, I smell some devil's lettuce in your car. Get out. And then you can see how that turns into yeah. then you're getting your um, unlawful search and seizure, you're getting um, unlawful detainment, blah blah blah. But that's where a lot of this stuff can actually earn you some money because like if, if you're if you're if you're doing something and you're recording this and this happens, you can get a payout from this because you can you can sue yeah. the the thing. But that shouldn't happen because then that's the the taxpayer that has to pay for this. But this I mean, is- it makes sense that happens to you if you get pulled out of the car and then you're the one that's been wronged by the police, blah blah blah. You you would get that bag. You'd be, you'd be stupid not to, but it shouldn't have to happen Have to happen in the first place. Why don't the police watch the, these First Amendment things online? Because then you're like a massive tit when you're the one that's done something dodgy that you shouldn't be. That's what's... So the reason why I'm bringing it around is because it's analogous to this. They've been told there's suspicious activity, i.e. the car, like I said, but in this case it's even higher because it's potential hostage, crime, violence happening in someone's house, yeah? Yes. The suspicion is for them that that's happening. Yes. Based on nothing. So that's a flaw in the system in the first place. They should knock and investigate. But then you do have another problem of if someone calls in and say there's been a report of drugs, blah, blah, blah. That's not enough because you've got probable cause and reasonable suspicion. So we think with probable cause, it's, it's one of the two is it has to be through the police like deductive reasoning. Yes. Based on that. And you probably you won't have either one of those things. If, if you're sat outside of a van with the balaclava on and a hammer, that's... Yeah, you've you've then like stepped over the bounds of one of them. Yeah, if they're just getting a report of something dodgy's happened, that's that's the police is going into it with a, this secondhand information. Yeah, they've got no probable cause. No, you're right. Based off of what? And well, then, and then that's where a lot of that's no, no, because if I'm sat in my car and it's like one in the morning, you get pulled over. I'm just eating at McDonald's. I'm sat in my car, but now they think I'm doing something dodgy. They've got no probable cause. Yeah, I, I get where you're coming from, but the probable cause for me, for them, would have been this phone call. Yeah, but that's that's irrelevant because I I I could do anything to anyone for so, something like that, which is why it doesn't it doesn't meet its like burden of proof. Yeah, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you on this. Uh, definitely not. So you were saying. I'll go back to the case. The the officers began to creep towards the front porch and three of them went directly across from the house, about 40 yards away, so they could provide cover fire if it was necessary. So the plan apparently was to make contact with the hostage taker by using a PA. It's a public address system. Again, they've done zero investigation to whether or not there is a hostage taker. Yep. So it hasn't met its burden of proof, like I said before. Yeah, they've gone into it just believing this random report. Zero investigation. So you're already wound up. You're going to be really wound up. Oh, I, I'm annoyed. I'm, my 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 baseline is being annoyed. So I'm going to be annoyed more. So they didn't say whether this this PA was going to be the ones you know where they use the mics from the car and they've actually got um, sound systems in the cars that do this, or they're going to use a megaphone. It wasn't actually clear on that one. But before the sergeant could make his first announcements, the front door to the house cracked open, and Andy emerged pushed an exterior screen door ajar and took a small step out onto the porch. As I said, he was a big lad. He was about 300 pounds and he was quite tall. And this is where the whole situation turned into a complete and utter shit show and became one of the should-never-have-happened events with a whole lot of speculation and the usual eyewitness testimonies not much quite up there. They never do know, do they? It's, it's a known phenomenon called memory bias. Yeah, we've we've discussed it before. There were, there's a show called Brain Training. I think it was. They said it's it's a thing if a car crashes into a wall, and you ask the question, "How fast was it going when it smashed?" versus "How fast was it going when it hit?" With yeah. the smashed one, people people say okay, it was faster than it was because you've 
you've set the you've, the tone you've yeah you've tone, implied and then, something and then people complied i think yeah you know what i did smash and then they say oh i was going 50 when it wasn't i was going 25 we've we've i've, I've made that thing before yeah so all these lights are trained on andy and voices are yelling at him from various angles to raise his hands and andy did as he was told but then apparently he lowered at least one of his arms towards his waist now You've got people screaming at you. You've got no idea. He's got, he's literally gone from naught to 100. Yeah. You a, a, a police give, intentionally give conflicting information. Get down on the floor. Crawl towards me. Don't raise your hands. Walk backwards. Hands interlocked. Are they behind me? Are they interlocked? Are they, are they on the ground? Are they supposed to lay down or what? And that, and that gives them the justification to, to shoot you. Yeah. For them, it's easier. And yeah, so, and that's just what they do. Yeah. So Andy's got no bloody clue what's going on. And of course, he, he, he dropped his arm. Now, there was an officer, again, I said they were on the other side of the street and they were watching this, and he's viewing it through his rifle's non-magnifying scope. And I think that's actually quite critical. It wasn't a magnifying scope. Right, so he made a snap judgment. He thought that the figure on the porch had to be reaching for a weapon. This officer fired a .223 round that nicked the edge of the partially open screen door and then ripped through Andy's chest, puncturing his heart and knocking him backwards into the house. Andy's niece rushed down the stairs to find her uncle bleeding in the hallway. How old was the niece? His niece, sorry. Don't actually know. She was a teenager. I don't actually know her specific age. And the police are storming in. They hustled her, her grandmother and their housemates out the side door onto the sidewalk where they were handcuffed and made to wait as the police searched for these non-existent hostages and it's cold i bet they had egg on their face didn't they when they realized there was no one there and you just killed a man for no reason well but they felt so silly they did panic in the end but yeah panic so, you just fucking killed someone <laughs> while this search is happening the hoaxer again calls city hall and asks to be connected to 911 and expanded on his tale of the hostage situation. It went something like this. He said he had shot his father in the head with a black handgun, and he was forcing his mother and a little brother to stay in a closet in their one-storey house. Yeah, I'm thinking about, um, because I already poured gasoline all over the house, I may just set it on fire, he said. When the information from the new 911 call was relayed to these officers at that house, they must have realised they were in deep shit. There was no centre petrol. The house had two storeys, not one. And the police hadn't found a black handgun or any other weapon on the person of Andy Finch, who was declared dead at St Francis's Hospital at 7.03pm. So what the actual hell was all of this about and who would do such thing? Professional hoaxer, if you will, by the name of Tyler Barras. He was a 25-year-old from Los Angeles. He'd done this sort of thing loads of times. He'd forced the evacuation of numerous high schools and colleges when his halo friends were enrolled. His goal was to get them a day off class. But he'd also taken aim at some more personal targets, such as a middle school for gifted students he'd once attended, and boasted about his threats on Twitter, where he operated multiple accounts on variations of one of his gamer nicknames, which apparently was Torturer, Torture God. A bomb hoax at a TV station in Glendale, California, actually, he did that place twice. He'd also wanted to become famous, particularly around the game Halo, and obviously he didn't. So he got pissed at those who'd made it and decided to torment them. In early December 2017, he had twice caused the evacuation of a major Call of Duty tournament at the Dallas Convention Centre. He'd even bloody tweeted about it. He was actually tweeting at the participants and he got one so wound up and scared that they almost had a mental breakdown, that they couldn't grasp who or why someone was so angry at them. And they blamed themselves for all of this. And it was nothing. It was just this pellet. It had nothing to do with him. It was all about Tyler. He then tweeted again and called in a bomb threat to a federal building in Washington. So once you start, you know, getting the feds involved, you start. Getting you get noted. put on a watch list for a yeah. lot of these things. Well, I mean, I mean, it's possible. So it is. All these social media platforms, they they know where you are. They have your IPs. Yeah. They know where you're from. I know you can spoof that as well. That's a little bit harder. He may have done that, but I I don't know why. VPN will get you. Various around. platforms aren't saying, yeah, he's done this. He's doing that. 
Oh, well, they did try. Or just block him. I know, I'm not going to get the argument of freedom of speech and stuff, but that's now you're causing harm. You should be gone. We'll that get point. to this. So Tyler became so renowned for his swatting skills that he was able to turn it into a business. If a client sent him a agreed amount upon, via PayPal, usually about $10, but occasionally upwards of 50 Tyler would swat a victim of their choosing, and for a price he would also call in bomb threats to schools, although he typically charged 200% premium for that. You know, you want, you want to get a day off school, he'll charge you, yeah. So demand swelled whenever he gained fresh notoriety by pulling off some major operation. The week after he got that convention centre evacuated twice, he claims to have made more than $700 dollars. Apparently, it was his only other source of income. He was, say, he was 25 years old. He got $220 a month in government benefits, according to the reports I read. And that's a super low, and I'm thinking that's wrong. Maybe per week, an unemployment benefit? I don't know. I know there's Social Security and stuff like that, but even then, it's not much. No, that's really nothing. But his biggest kick was power. And he would sometimes tell the victims of a proposed swatting that he decided to spare them. He, he got off on it when they were, you know, really, really grateful. Yeah, because he could say, I, I could have lied and made it so much worse. I could have described yep. what you look like. You're the one with the gun. Yep. I'm, I'm the one with power. Well, when he did that, it, it made me wonder, did he perhaps give their bar, the buyers the money back for not swatting someone? I don't know. So according to court records, on the afternoon of December the 28th, 2017, Tyler was contacted by an avid Call of Duty gamer named Casey Viner, known online as Vaporizer. Ten days earlier, someone had hired Tyler to swat the 18-year-old Casey's home outside of Cincinnati. Now, Casey wanted Tyler to turn the tables and use his talents to punish a fellow gamer named Shane Gaskell. That's all kinds of fucking stupid, really, isn't it? But never mind. Casey explained that he and 19-year-old Gaskell have been teammates on a four versus four Call of Duty match on a site that let gamers compete for cash. Their team had lost the match on a $1.50 wager, in part because Shane had killed Casey's character in a friendly fire incident. Casey then asked Tyler, he, he knew him on Twitter, to help him, you know, get back at Shane. So Tyler begins to follow Shane on Twitter. And he's gathering research to carry out the swatting. Can I just say, though, that uh, DDoSing and doxing is pretty common in... I, I don't want to say an underground level, but it's very common in, say, World of Warcraft, for example. There's a system or game mode called Rated Battlegrounds. And it's usually like 10, 10 versus 10. And for various means, if you connected to certain Discord servers, blah, 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 they can find your IP address and they can then find your location. And they can then DDoS you as a result. And that is the denial... Um, yeah, the, the the denial of access attacks. So they yeah. basically crash your internet, and that means you then can't play the RGB, and then your team will, the other team will lose, right? It's really common stuff like that. Just because they want to win at the game, and they'll win for whatever means, and they might they might get extra fun out of this. It's not that unheard of. So when you say that they were they were playing a game, it was Call of Duty World War Two. They came out for anyone listening that knows what that is. They know the game mode or the game, I should say. And that it would just be like a small online level tournament. It's yeah. not even a tournament. It's just a couple of people that would be like, let's make this more interesting and bet a couple yeah. of dollars on this. That's yeah. m- more so what it would have been. And then you're lost. Okay. And then something like DDoSing or even doxing, that's probably not even that, that unheard of because these people are quite um, high and tight about the... If you think you're a, a god at a game and then you get your cheeks clapped by someone, then you're gonna <laughs> then you're going to get annoyed. And it, it happens. Yeah. So even then... That's not that unheard of, but to go the extra step and have to pay to get someone swatted. Swatting is so common on Twitch. It happens to all the top streamers. Yeah, it, and they don't talk about it because they don't want to publicize it because then if you know it's happening, then the people that are doing it, they get the kick of it's happened. Yeah. And then other people think, oh, I want to get the attention from my main juicer. Let's dox yeah. them or swat them, etc." It happens. It ha- I mean, it can happen from the point where, it ha- and I know in the States, they sometimes give out their phone number to receive like receipts or something like that in stores. Oh, yeah. And, and people can overhear that. They can record it. Or they say, oh, my God, that's blah, blah, blah. They record them. They get the phone number. And they've now got access to their phone number. It, ha- it happens where people will ring up their ISPs, internet service providers. They can ring up the phone companies. And they can claim they're them. Because they know a bit about the person. Because they've watched them on stream. Or they've gone just hella obsessed. So it's identity theft. To fuck with them. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, it can be fairly low level. 
messing because it, it could just be to change someone's password just to annoy them because then if, if they get banned live on stream it can be kind of funny and, and the reason why i'm saying it's funny is because the streamer then makes it entertaining because that's i mean that's their job right it's their job to be entertaining but you can see how the, per the other person can get a kick out of that it can even happen from fans because you can you can see the evolution of people where they've been yeah. a fan of someone and then they dislike them and no no um maybe they're only getting like 100 viewers and they think, oh, I like this person and they pay attention to me. And as they get bigger, blah, 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 you can slowly see them um, morph into them not getting the attention anymore because yeah. there's less of it. Yeah. And they see, as you were my friend, you're now not my friend, I yeah. now dislike you, girl. And then that admiration and like they had towards one person gets corrupted and they become... But you've now just reinforced why mentally I've never... Over here, it's not a thing to ask for a phone number when you've bought something in the shop. But it's very common these days with certain stores to get asked, oh, can we have your, would you like your receipt emailed yeah. to you? And I, I, I would say I no. In River, I, was in, I was in River Island and I was, I forget, I was buying like a top, like can I have your email address? <laughs> no, print it out. Yeah. Give me it. Yeah, and it's, it, you end up on a mailing list without even intending to, but that, yeah, that's exactly what, oh God, this is far worse than I even realised, but this, but right, so as I said, getting back to the case, Tyler's following Shane on Twitter. He really loves Twitter to Tyler and he's, He's gathering this research, but Shane notices new follower. Now, you don't have to follow someone unless they've locked down their account. You don't have to follow someone to actually read their tweets. But he decides to follow him. So Shane notices him and he's suspicious. And he sends Tyler, uh, you can't direct message someone unless you do follow them. So he starts direct messaging Tyler and they go something like this. Please try some shit. I'll be waiting. And he gave him an address. I'll have you in prison for five years, buddy. Casey already gave me all the proof I need. Tyler thought, well, he's insulted. Well, he, he called him a few choice words, which I'm not actually going to repeat. And Tyler thought, well, he's insulted me, so I'm going to do it for free. Like you do. So the biggest problem was he didn't check the info that Shane gave him. It was Shane's old address. Given deliberately, they'd been evicted from that house a, a year previously. There was more tweeting, more goading, more name calling about getting stuff wrong. But then the light sort of dawned on Shane, who um, borrowed the family brain cell that day, and he starts to panic. And he DM Tyler at 9.51pm. Me, you and Bate need to delete everything. This is a murder case now. He realised after seeing the news reports that the old address that he'd given out was where Andy had been killed. What did Tyler do? He basically shrugged and then probably thinking it was kind of some kind of badass marketing move. He tweeted that kid's house. I swatted. It's on the news. And then when people came for him on Twitter, he responded in capitals. I didn't get anyone killed because I didn't discharge a weapon. And being a SWAT member isn't my profession. He was literally shouting at them in capitals. Imagine being such a smooth-brained little fuckwit that you don't, you aren't responsible for that. It's like slitting someone's tires and them not noticing, driving away and crashing. Well, oh, I didn't drive the car. No, but you, you set the wheels in motion for it to happen. If you didn't do that, it wouldn't have happened. It's not that hard. I, I didn't, I didn't hit you. I fell towards you with my fist out. Your head was there. That's just, that's just, that's just poor circumstance, mate. I can't really help that. Fuck off. Get in the bin. Right, the, uh, you're going to get cross with this one. It's uh, To me, it was only a, a what-the-fuck sort of scenario. He agreed to do a YouTube show by calling in, obviously. He wasn't going to appear on camera. And he gave his side. This show was more of a celebrity gossip show, and they really didn't know what to make of this guy, and he wasn't coming across as remorseful. Tyler did say he was, and then he backtracked again, and he said he hadn't pulled the trigger. He, he wasn't responsible. He seems completely unable to accept that his actions actually had real life, real world consequences. It's not that far off a kid if they're playing football on a field and it smashes the window and they say, I didn't mean to do it, I shouldn't get in trouble. Yeah, because I didn't it's, mean it, it. Yeah. It's not that, it's not far off that logic, is it? No. Well, this, this YouTube appearance, and apparently they had about 4 million subscribers. Is that good? So you said it's a local thingy. I'm assuming it's something like drama alert. I don't know. Or, or something like that. Because that's the biggest thing I can think of where people call in to talk. But f 4 million subs on YouTube is quite a lot. That's, that's quite substantial. Well, the police decided eventually to get into the 21st century and they climbed on Twitter and they found where Tyler had been outed about the game's convention bomb threat. People had even told the police directly about Tyler previously and they did nothing. 
and the police said it had been handed to the FBI, but who knows whether they did or not. I'm, I'm assuming they must get thousands of bloody threats every day. So Tyler, Tyler is subsequently arrested 1,400 miles away in Los Angeles on the 29th of December 2017. Only a day later. I mean, to be fair, you've got it all on, on paper, yeah. essentially, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, they got him on a fugitive warrant, and that was because of the FBI thing. And they ch- and he charged with a fel- felony, basically to hold him. And they managed to extradite him to Can- Kansas on the 12th of January. So he, he's angry about it. Tyler is intelligent. He did attend a school for gifted kids, but he was also violent. As I said, he lived with his grandmother, or at least he did, until she told the police about his swatting antics and he threatened to smash her face in and that she knew that he was more than capable. So she actually got a restraining order out against him. That TV station hoax was in September 2015. He pled no contest on two felony counts of making a false bomb report and was sentenced to two years and eight months in, in the county jail. With credit for time served and good behaviour, he was released on January the 20th, 2016. because he doesn't have an access to the computer for him to be a little troll online. I mean, to be fair, some 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 big guy in that prison probably clapped his cheeks as well, to be fair. So he, he probably did behave to get out sooner. Oh, wait, wait, you're going to love this. You showed me a picture of him. Yes. Right? I'm not sure you're going to mention it later on. You might have seen on, on, on any show that's set in Mexico, they immediately put on this yellow film, over, like yellow-orange hue. On Do the they? film, don't they? Yes, because if, if if you go anywhere and it's cold in Norway, there's a blue tint to the screen to make you feel like it's cold. And when you go to Mexico, it's always orange or yellow. Oh, to make it feel warm. Yeah, right. or, or it's like hair homes. Like they yeah. immediately do that. And there's always this guy called Hector. It's this bald guy with a mustache. He, he, in every show that he's in, he's called Hector, right? This guy looks like his little brother, where if a producer was like, we need someone, I'm like, what's he got to look like? You're like, Mexican Hector's little brother. That's what he looks like. So he does look like a, a bit of a like a gangbanger type because he's got shaved head. He looks aggressive, very skinny, wearing like a wife beater, white shirt. He looks that kind of kind. Not 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 to stereotype or be derogatory, but I mean he's cool people. Fuck him, you know what I mean. So right back to the case. Um, so, so you he, didn't say anything there because you, you don't want to say anything slightly racist. That's why you're saying right. Let's get back to the case because <laughs> just guys, looks like a Mexican gangbanger. He he, he, did. He, he he looks like a a gangbanger. There's no there's no other words to describe this guy. So as I said, he he. Did some time in jail and he gets out on January the 20th, 2017. I don't know what he was caught for, um, what he was sentenced, but he, he, he probably did about half maybe. The day after he's released, he was arrested under that restraining order as he gaily walked back into his grandmother's house. So he literally gets straight out of jail. Goes round to his grandma's. His grandmother's like, oh, hell no, you're not coming in here. He probably didn't think about the consequences of it or if she was being serious. If you say I'm going to get a restraining order on you, you think, oh, she's my grandma, she loves me. I just got out of prison, she'll take me back. You probably don't think it's actually going to escalate beyond that. And then you're probably not going to think, yeah, she's going to call the police again. Oh, that earned him another year in jail. But again, he only served half and he gets out in the August. Now, he himself had been swatted in early 2015 and he loved it. The sound of the choppers overhead gave him a buzz, apparently. So that's probably where he got the idea from to upgrade from bomb threats, I would think. Not that I'm rationalising it or believing it at all, but you can see how the excitement is. It's exhilarating. It's your certain attention. This, yeah. thing that, this thing that I've done has caused it to happen. It, it, it's like anything. It's like if you get a knock on the door by the police saying, did you see something? It's kind of exciting because that never happens. It, it removes that mundanity of life. You think, oh my God, this is interesting. So now he's doing it to other people because he's getting that same kick. Yeah. But doing it to other people. I, I also wondered if he knew that, I mean, he lives in LA, so he knows that LA's got a proper SWAT team, so he maybe wouldn't have known that anywhere but else. LA is, is so big, though. You don't know if they've got eight different divisions, do you? Oh, it's, no, they do. So they, they have multiple, well, on the TV anyway. His most high-profile victim was a lady called Lisa Vanatta. She was a Canadian gamer known as ST Peach, who live streams to more than 770,000 followers on Twitch. So she's probably got more followers than that now. It's ST Peach. Um, she's, don't pull her face, just, it's in the Twitch world. So I know, I know that kind of ecosystem a little bit, right? She's, you say she's a gamer. I don't know how many video games that she usually plays, but I think she probably streams under the, it's like hot tubs and pool probably, or like dance. A lot of it is kind of like her personality and her being an attractive woman. And people watch that and then people want to talk to her because she is an attractive woman. That's kind of what it is. So if, he, if he's going after her and he's simping over her, 
and then she's not giving anything back. Uh, he's he's going to get annoyed with it, right? It's it's super common, and be- and because it's different than if you falling in love with like Scarlett Johansson and you message them on Twitter, they are so far removed from your ability to talk to them that it's a bit different. But these are people you can interact with if you give them money on Switch. So it's like the the not to um, twist what STP. STP is because it's just a woman streaming on Twitch. She should be allowed to do whatever she wants, right? By all rights. But this fuckhead is obviously. Which now you've just explained that explains what actually happened to her. December the twenty second, so literally six days before this all went down with Andy, Tyler contacted the Calgary police because I said, as I said, she's Canadian, and he pretended that he'd shot his father and was holding his mother and brother hostage inside Lisa's apartment. So it's the same scenario that he's used when he swats, tries to swat Andy. So the and the chances are, because she's a Twitch streamer and she's successful, she'll have thousands of viewers at a time. That could happen on stream, and because he can watch her. He can get it to happen on stream. Yeah. And for him, he's get that's that's his wank material, basically, isn't it? That's, he's getting off on that. Well, that's exactly what does happen. Lisa didn't know any. I bet, of... I bet she plays it off really chill, though, doesn't she? And or, or I bet she gets up and just goes to the door and comes back and say that was the police. Is that what happens? Because you're smirking. Well, no. She she caught, she's ordered pizza as you do. And it's not turned up. So she rings them to find out where a pizza is. And they said, we can't get in because the police have got your building locked down. So he's watching this on the stream, as you said, and he, she shut it down. She realised something was, you know, connected. She shuts the stream off. She yeah. shuts it down. He the, wa- the appropriate response. Yeah. He wanted, what he was wanting was the cops to burst into her apartment and he actually tweeted at her, going off stream when I swat you, swat you ruining my clout. I just... Yeah. A, a few times when it's happened to people online, they'll, they'll hear a knock at the door, they'll go, what was that? They'll get up, they'll come back and say, that was the police, we've cleared it up. A lot of the time, they large influencers and content creators, they, they tell their local police station that this is what I do. So if you get some calls about it, this might be why. But then, but then a lot of them will ignore it. Or they'll, they'll just say, well, don't do that online then. Fuck you, I can do what I want. Which is the correct thing. I'm not the vic- I'm the victim here. Don't make me seem like I shouldn't be able to stream. It's like the sweet and neat thing. But <laughs> sometimes, like because on Switch the camera will be aimed at you and they'll go out the door. And sometimes you get like a police, like a, just a police officer walk in with like an M4 in his hand, look around the room, make sure no one's in handcuffs, and then go out again. And then you really see that. On yeah. So, and then and then and then the stream will come back and be like, yeah, it's fine, and they'll carry on streaming. You see that happen. It's, it's quite. It's less common now because people know not to. Uh, display what the, that this is happening on stream or or it will happen throughout normal times of the day and they won't bring it up because they, they don't want to publicize that this is what's happening because they don't want to give people more ammo to do this yeah you're cutting off the supply aren't you the, the buzz the excitement. It, it, it even happens to some people's family members yeah because if they know the family member then they think i don't know where blah 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 lives i'll go after their sister their brother yeah so this fella as we sh- shall we say he's determined he's in jail awaiting trial when on the 6th of April 2018, he's in the prison library. They have computers in libraries, even in prison, yeah. And they should do. Yeah. You should be able to educate yourself in yeah. prison. Or maybe not him, actually, because his stuff is cybercrime. Probably don't, don't, don't do that. Well, most of these computers are not supposed to be connected to the internet. Or if they are, they're very, very heavily restricted. Somehow or another, Tyler is said to have found a way in. There's a, there was a, a fault in Windows 10. And he manages to get online for three hours. Three hours. And because he is who he is, what does he do? He goes on Twitter. Giga Virgin, Megan uh, spamming everyone on Twitter saying... Yep. Yeah. How, how am I on the internet if I'm in jail? He's writing on his... It was called... His Twitter handle was GordTutor36. Because I'm an e-god. That's how, right? Now he's talking shit. Your ass is about going to be swatted. So he's still at it. It's just so cringe, though. It's just legitimately cringe, isn't it? He's 25 years old as well. So they thro- I'm an e-god. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they throw the book at him. Federal charges as well. 51 of them in all. And they're as big and as long as you can possibly imagine. I'm not even going to begin. I, I imagine some of it's because it's indiscriminately violent, isn't it? Yeah. That's usually a problem. Yeah. It's, when it's, when you, it's, it's like the Tylenol stuff. Yeah. If, when it's indiscriminately violent, it can harm a lot of people for no reason. They tend to go at you everything so one of the multiple court hearings before the full trial there was another surprise when the officer who shot andy actually took the stand 
he stated that he'd never actually seen a weapon in Andy's hand. He just thought that Andy was reaching into his waistband for a gun. And so he fired to protect his fellow officers. That contradicts what appeared in his supervisor's 42-page report of the incident. He said in that, and I'm quoting, I believe that I see a gun, a gun in his hand. And he also testified Is in court. Is that what the officer, his supervising officer, was he the other one there? Yeah, his supervising officer was there. Yeah, so and, that, and that's fine. It's, it's in conflict. He said, I believe. And yep. I said, I didn't think there was. That's, that's, in their eyes, it's perfectly fine. Which yeah, is, yeah, um, yeah. But that officer, the one who shot Andy, also testified in court that he'd never heard of swatting before that actual night. That's not a defence. That's just you being uneducated. Well, being ignorant of the law, ignorant of the status quo, the lay of the land, that's not a defence. That's not, that's not a defence for you and I. No. So why is, why is it defence for him? I, police unions, maybe. Well, I imagined reading through all this Grumble. that the, the, the prosecution were worried that the trial would descend into a farce with Tyler somehow or another being being made to look a victim from his defence somehow. So, so they offered a deal. Obviously, he's going to take any deal they offer. They offer deals to save money and time. Sometimes it could be huge. He agreed to 20 to 25 years in a federal jail and will also have to serve five years on supervised release for the fake bomb threats on the federal building. One more slap in the face for Andy's family. Tyler had to pay back $5,000 restitution to the Kansas Victims Compensation Board, which had paid that amount to Andy's family to cover his funeral. They didn't have to pay any money to Andy... It was to the compensation. So the government was getting his money back, theoretically. But, I mean, when you look at something like this, something like this sorry, it's it, the, the primary thing should be harm reduction for the most part or some of the equivalent to that. So even though they're not directly paying them, giving them money won't fix their problems. But if the government's giving them five grand to pay for that, then he should have to pay that back at least. And paying them doesn't fix it. What about the next Andy, the next this and that? If they don't get that five grand from him, for example, then there's going to be less. There's going to be five grand less to give to the next person this happens to. Yeah. So it is fundamentally like an overall harm reduction thing. That I, I kind of see why he's getting paid that. I mean, I mean, it likely you didn't have five fifty dollars. What is what is five grand? When it, would you rather have five grand or your family member not be shot? Ninety nine point nine percent of people would be like, I want my family member back. Yeah. So it's yeah. Apparently now in California. Anyone convicted, convicted of swatting, so a deliberate false report, is subject to fines of up to $10,000 and have to pay the cost of the operation? Yeah, that's a, um, the cost alone would be way more than that. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like three grand to get a helicopter off the floor, in it? At least. Well, yeah. So it's way, it's way more than that, but that's just an act as a deterrent. And especially being in LA where you're going to have so many content creators, stuff like that, 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 that live there, it's going to be quite And common. film stars and Hollywood, yeah. All the, yeah. Kansas has also introduced laws to try and stop it. Don't think they will. There's a distinct lack of critical thinking with these guys. They think it's a prank and it doesn't work. The officer who shot... A prank is putting a whoopee cushion under someone's seat or yeah. <laughs> or, or what I do when you, you leave a drink on the side and I'll replace it with like juice. So when you come back trying to drink it, you're like, ah, what was that? That's a prank. Putting a bucket on top of a door, that can KO someone. That ain't a prank. Yeah. This isn't a prank. A prank is prank calling your friend and pretending to be Nelson Mandela. This this goes so far beyond a prank. It's, it, it, when you see it on YouTube, it's just a prank, bro. They jump out of a bush and punch you in the head to see your reaction. That's not a prank. Yeah. Well, it, it doesn't get any better. And let, let me get into it. So the officer who shot Andy said he thought he'd been reaching for a gun because he saw this hand go towards his waistband. He was never, that officer was never charged. The prosecutors ruled that he had every reason to believe that Andy would be armed because he was responding to a hostage alarm. There's insufficient evidence to overcome the self-defence immunity under Kansas law. And I can see your blood pressure rising because from here. there's also insufficient evidence that it was a hostage situation in the first place. Yeah. So the family obviously sued the city the police officer and the supervising officer. And as of June 2020, a civil trial is set against that officer with the case against the supervising officer thrown out and the one against the city also. And I think that's maybe been held all up about because of, you know, what's been going okay. on for the last two a, years. An, an example, you're asleep in your car, someone knocks in your window, you panic and you, and you shoot them and you kill them. It's, it will happen to be a police officer, okay? Do you get away with that? You didn't know what it was. There wasn't sufficient this and that. You didn't know what happened. Why not? It almost makes the same criteria. It's it's stupid. Well, the, the, 
although the, it was unravelled, the judge wasn't happy. He said that a reasonable officer would have known that using deadly force when Andy had no weapon and was make, making no overtly threatening movements was unlawful. And even then, you're not the judge, jury and executioner. You're a police officer, a servant of the state. You don't get to decide when people live or die. Yeah, so the criminal case has been thrown out against him, but the civil cases are going ahead, OK? So Casey, the one who set this all in motion, he ended up getting 15 months in 2019 on felony charges for conspiracy and obstruction of justice. He, he's the one who told everybody to delete messages and all. He's the one who told everyone to delete messages. He will also be on supervision when he gets out and he's not allowed to game for two years and has to pay $2,500 in restitution. That's also bullshit. I don't think you can stop someone from doing that. Well, I, it, it, well it has to be an online connection because saying gaming be. for two years it must is too be. broad. Uh, can you not play fucking Tetris? <laughs> what, what do you mean? Well, interestingly enough, his dad was a police officer and apparently while this court case was going on, his dad was in court supporting him by being there, but apparently he sat there with his head in his hands most of the way through. Um, he got out in November 2020. Now, the third numbnut, Shane, complete and utter bellend, he had himself a sweet deal until they discovered he tried to get Tyler to have another go after killing Andy. So he had more charges slung at him. In... in <laughs> That's that. That's the issue, isn't it? Is when is when he has killed someone and he said, "Do it, pussy," and then you try to yeah. get him angry and rolled up. I mean, he's already done that. So, so now I don't think it does pass the litmus test of it. it's not actually going to happen. Shit, this could happen again. Probably don't poke the bear. Like, mm-mm. he's a twat. But anyway, eventually he gets placed on what's called deferred prosecution. So it's, it was deferred for eighteen months. We've called it suspended sentence. I think. And he agreed to waive um, speedy trial and all the rest of it. He paid $1,000 in restitution, costs and penalties. So, yeah. And the family, as I said, they, they're, they're suing. And we're still waiting for that but one to go through. suing Tyler, aren't they? Yeah. They're, they're, well, no, they're, no, they're suing the police officer that shot. Oh, yeah, sorry. There's no, there's no point Tyler. suing yeah. Tyler. He, he hasn't got a pot to piss in. Right, the chief of police... And the mayor, they didn't cover themselves in glory about this one either. The police chief actually went to Andy's house, sat down with his mother and asked her if she wanted to view the footage that they had of the situation of the, of the shooting. I mean, talk about lead balloon. She said, why the hell would I want to watch them sh- killing my son? And he didn't really seem to answer. It, and it was only a couple of days actually after Andy's shooting. There was a council meeting. And Andy's mother spoke. She was looking for change and obviously for justice for Andy and about the police situation and everything and basically some answers. The mayor tried to shut her up, cut, cut her off. He was like, you've got two minutes, I've got to shut the mic off. That didn't go down well at all. It didn't no, go down well the, with the people. The public is behind her, not, yeah. not the police force. So no one in public office has been held accountable for the mistakes, errors, training failures, etc., etc. There's just nothing with this one. It's... No one's being held. And the only thing that's being done is the family going after that police officer in a civil case. That's all we've got. Qualified immunity is going to be next to impossible to do anything. Which, again, I think I think that got denied when they tried to, like, repeal it or something in a, in a recent thing. Really? Yeah. There was that and there's, like, paid time leave, paid administrative leave and stuff like that. They were like, no. And they didn't, they didn't want to repeal the uh, qualified immunity. Well, it should happen because then that's that's why police um, commit certain violent acts within like indemnity because they know they can't get. It's police unions. I think we've discussed this yeah, before. Th- yeah, they're we? really strong because they pay for sorry with what they're paid or whatever and what they lobby against. They're incredibly powerful. Like, fine, yeah. we won't police anywhere then, and then and people go, oh shit, let's not do that. But whereas if you look at something like people that pick up them um, like garbage or rubbish, depending on where you're from, if if they say we're not going to do our job. Rubbish builds up everywhere, so then they have to kind of bend to their claims, which should happen because you do need you do need that act of that public act of service. Yeah, you do. We've had bin strikes, many a bin yeah, strike, unfortunately. Sucks. Yeah, there's not a lot. It's it's one of those really difficult situations, I think, with this one. And I, I say the the city itself, Wichita, it, it it didn't cover it cover itself in glory at all about this one. I don't know. I'm suspecting there's probably very much a news blackout because the civil case is still going through and say everything's been held up because of COVID. So we don't know the outcome of that. 
Um, there's not anything current news line newsworthy about that because it hasn't been decided. So what else has happened regarding Andrew's family? Because you, uh, do they still live in the house? The only thing I do know, which is, you know, it's really, really, really sad. And his niece, um, she found him after the shooting. She never recovered from that and she later killed herself. So Tyler has more than one person's blood on his hands, doesn't he? Um, and it's, it's the complete inability that he still doesn't accept that any of it had anything to do with him. And I just do not understand that lack of... I don't understand where that disconnects. human empathy, logic trend of following A to B. If you didn't swat someone, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah, I really don't understand why, where his brain went with that one. And the other two melts. I mean, I, I know they were teenagers who were 18 and 19 and they're, you know, but even they're, so. They're just chatting shit online. Like I say, like with Shane Gaskell getting in trouble. Should he have got in trouble? No. But then when he's, <laughs> then when he's poking the bear again, you're like, come on, mate. Like you got off, you got off like getting in trouble the first time. You're the one that told him the address, which he then went to. So you are kind of responsible, but then you shouldn't be held accountable for someone else killing someone. Yeah, it, but it's, I, as as an older, white female, um, I just find it, it's really weird that they couldn't possibly associate that what they were doing could have real fatal, you know. It, I'm just gobsmacked. There's, there's no other word to describe it when I actually read this case in depth to realise just how bloody stupid all three of them were. Absolutely bloody stupid. And you telling me that this goes on all the time on... Not not, not to this extent, but, but, but swatting is a like, fairly I like endemic issue in Twitch. I think you can... You're looking at me like, say something, woman, but I am literally gobsmacked that the stupidity that you can't realise that... It's, as you said, though, it's not a prank. You put in a bucket of water over a door that could land on someone's head and knock them out, possibly break their neck if they've, you know, they've got some That's kind of... Water. Yeah, like that, that extends beyond a prank. But this, this isn't deemed as a prank. And the infrastructure and society and stuff hasn't built up with the rest of the world, with how fast technology is evolving. Uh, even online bullying isn't... It's taken more seriously now, but it wasn't really a thing. Like, just close the laptop and walk away. That doesn't fix it. You shouldn't. You shouldn't have to do that. You're the victim. Which is exactly going back to that sweet and easy case, isn't it? Yeah. Why, but you the know. police say, police say, well, don't stream online then. But why shouldn't I be able to do that? I'm being bullied online. Well, it was a bit more. Yeah, but, but you know, it's, yeah. it's effective. That's what it is. And I do wonder. Again, you made the joke at the beginning about me going on full on. What was it you called it? Neckbeard or something? Yeah, I think I called him a giga virgin neckbeard. <laughs> I don't know. I, and then certainly Tyler, I mean, for God's sake, he was 25. He was that much older. He doesn't seem to have had a really good start in life. He definitely didn't. But again, he's he's living on Twitter. And he he's just a... He's just a he, it's getting a buzz off the, all of this, like you say. He's absolutely getting a buzz off all of it. And finally, just to remember the victim again, Andy Finch. 28 years old, shot and killed by a police officer while a victim of swatting, and also his niece, who never recovered from seeing that happen in front of her. So thank you very much for listening. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Murder Me Monday Podcast, and email us at Murder Me Monday Podcast at gmail.com. Do you know when I tried to find our Twitter and Instagram on my account, I forgot what it was. <laughs> I was like, I say it at the end of every week because I'm, I'm just searching Murder Me Monday, mate. It's not coming up. I was like, oh, podcast. But on that note, stay sexy, stay safe, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.